Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. On yesterday's programme, Colin, as we're considering what it meant for Jesus, for God to become man, you you really explained the whole spiritual dynamic of it, that Jesus is not ashamed to call us his brothers if we accept that he's the son of God. And that he came to demonstrate in his humanity the type of life he wants us to live, a life submitted to God's plans and purpose for us. And a life he has made possible by the gift of his Holy Spirit who lives within us. Now here we are on Christmas Eve and we're going to stand back a little bit today and have a look at the reason why God sent his son. And we're actually going to look at um, the prophecy that Zechariah spoke under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit when John the Baptist was born. Not when Jesus was born, but when John the Baptist was born a few months before the birth of Jesus. John, of course, was was to be the herald, the, the forerunner, the one who prepared the way for the coming of Jesus. I think Zechariah's a remarkable man, don't you? Yeah, well, he, he had his failing. I mean, he uh, didn't believe what the angel said, and so um, he he couldn't speak for several months until he agreed to call um, his son John, and then his speech was restored. Uh, and what does he say when his speech is restored? Well, let's read from Luke 1, verse 68 in the Truth Version. May the Lord, the God of Israel, be praised, for he has come to his people and has redeemed them. He has raised up a mighty Savior in the line of his servant David, as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. He has saved us from our enemies and from the power of all who hate us. And so he has mercifully fulfilled what he promised to our forefathers, remembering to fulfill the holy covenant he made with the oath he swore to our father Abraham. This was his plan to rescue us from our enemies and so enable us to serve him throughout our lives in holiness and righteousness and without any need to be afraid. And then he speaks about the role of his own child, of John. And you, my child, will be known as a prophet of the Most High God. For you are called to prepare the way for the Lord, to show God's people that they can be saved through the forgiveness of their sins because of God's tender mercy towards them. From heaven the sun will rise to shine on those living in darkness and the fear of death and to guide us so we can walk in peace with God. Now, I think this is a truly remarkable scripture. Zechariah has spent these months in silence. But, of course, he's been in relationship with God. Um, (laughs) One of the things you have to do when you can't speak is listen. And he'd clearly been listening to God. But also he was, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, given this remarkable prophecy. Now, what is so remarkable about it? Well, he's prophesying in the first part about Jesus. And what does he say? He has come to his people and has redeemed them. But wait a minute, Jesus isn't even born yet. But you see, what 
Zechariah has come to understand is the purpose of God in sending his son. And he can see this purpose fulfilled. It's as if he can see the end from the beginning. Prophetically, he is so sure of, of what God is accomplishing through these events that it's as if the redemptive work, the saving work of Jesus Christ has already taken place. Even though at the moment at which he's speaking, Jesus is not yet even born. So he says, he has raised up a mighty savior in the line of his servant David, as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. So Zechariah is prophesying about Jesus. Now remember that until this time, there hadn't been prophecy for 400 years in Israel. So you go right back to all those prophets of yesteryear, And now God is prophesying again in line with what they were prophesying about God sending a savior, sending a redeemer, sending someone who is going to pay the price. Redemption is paying the price that we might belong to God in the way that he desires, saving us from sin, saving us from the consequences of our sin, saving us really from ourselves, saving us from Satan, and saving us for God, for his plan, for his purpose, for our lives. And being a priest, Zechariah would understand the uh, importance of that gap of 400 years, wouldn't he? Yeah, and he would also understand the whole idea of sacrifice. Mm Uh, So he then says in verse 71, he has saved us from our enemies and from the power of all who hate us. So uh, again, the, the, the full humanity of Jesus, the birth of Jesus hasn't yet taken place and the cross certainly has not therefore taken place. It's years and years in the future. And yet here, He is prophesying as if it's all happened. But the great thing that we can see from this, Julia, is the meaning of of the coming of Jesus Christ in his humanity. Look what he accomplished. Zechariah sees it already accomplished, but what he actually accomplished through his humanity. He redeemed God's people. He purchased them with his blood for himself. He saved them in the way that we've just spoken about. He saved us from our enemies and from the power of all that hate us. In other words, it doesn't matter what opposition, what persecution, uh, what cost we have to pay in order to remain faithful and true to the Lord. Ultimately, we are saved out of all of that and are given a great and heavenly reward. So he has mercifully fulfilled all that was promised to our forefather, Zechariah said, remembering the holy covenant he swore to Abraham. Now you're going back thousands of years now that the promises that he swore to Abraham, that he would be the father of many nations, is going to be fulfilled through Jesus Christ, that the people of many nations are going to come to know the Lord, are going to become part of 
actually the fulfillment of the old covenant in the new covenant that was established through the blood of Jesus. This was his plan, he explains, to rescue us from our enemies and so enable us to serve him throughout our lives in holiness and righteousness and without any need to be afraid. All this was accomplished through what Jesus did through his humanity. There could be no cross without the birth of Jesus. There could be no salvation without the birth of Jesus. He had to become one of us. There could be no fulfillment of all the promises that God had given to Abraham through the prophets throughout the centuries without the humanity of Jesus. And this is something that even in his day, the opponents of Jesus failed to recognize. They wanted him simply to be the Lord of glory, the Lord of majesty and triumph who would sort of kick the Romans out and reestablish the nation of Israel. Whereas God's purpose for the Messiah was much greater than that. You see, his promise to Abraham was not just for the Jewish people, but for the nations of the world. And so he comes to fulfill what was promised to Abraham. Yes, God had a chosen people, uh, a particular place for Israel in his whole purpose. But the promises given to, to um, Abraham were for the whole world, for every nation, that every nation would be blessed through him. So Jesus is the fulfillment of everything that was promised right at the very beginning, really, of this kind of relationship, because Abraham was the first one to have this amazing relationship with God, that he walked with God and knew him as a friend, knew him in an intimate, personal way. So we can be very, very thankful, not only for the humanity for, of Jesus, but for the faith that is implicit in this prophecy of Zechariah. And I just want to finish today's program by saying this is the nature of faith. The nature of faith sees the purpose of God accomplished before it actually happens. This is why Jesus taught us, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So let me just put a gentle sort of challenge, a faith thought into everybody's heart this Christmas. Great to celebrate, have a wonderful time, rejoice in the birth of Jesus. But why not expect him to do something new in you this Christmas? Why not make it a Christmas to remember? Not just because you had a good time and all the family and presents and everything else that we associate with this time, but because the reality of what Jesus accomplished through his humanity touches your life in a new way. And that you say, thank you, Jesus, that you accomplished everything that was in the purpose of God in sending you to become man. Thank you that you accomplished all that for me. And thank you that I can see your will for my life already accomplished as I live out my life in love for you and in trust and faith in your word. You've been listening to Faith for Today presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 